ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Episode 102 of the Movie Maniacs podcast, bringing you some more Harry Potter. We are making our way through this series. Here we are at movie six. Only four or five more. Five more to go. Five more to go. So we are more than halfway there, ladies and gentlemen. And last episode, my first red light, my first not recommend of the series. Now, a little bit unfortunate. Hopefully, the Half-Blood Prince is going to be able to bring things you know, back to swing, back into form. Um, but I'm very excited to talk to you guys about this one. This is a, this is a, every book we, or movie that we've done so far, Jude, it feels like it's the next big step for the series. And we get even bigger moments than the film before. Do you feel like it's the same case or do you feel like the Half-Blood Prince is kind of a bit of a, of a, of a smaller step after Order of the Phoenix where we had the big Voldemort showdown. Do you feel like this is a bigger step forward for the series? Uh, yeah, I would say so. And what what I think is very interesting opening up here is that we've got this is a, a far more central film when it comes to you know Snape, right? This is kind of the first story where Snape starts to feel a little bit more central to the series, where he's been a very interesting side character. Now we're seeing him here taking the unbreakable vow, right? We're getting this idea that we it, it's almost kind of, it's an interesting move, and the book did this as well, but right off the bat, we're seeing that Snape is certainly a, a, a nefarious character, you could say. And it, it it's weird because we all... We all know that as the movie goes around, so it's it's very interesting and and kind of weird because you know we know we know who the kind of the spy figure is, right? Even though we know that Malfoy is doing some weird you know tampering stuff with the Death Eaters, we are kind of aware that Snape is in a way the big bad of the film in in terms of just finding out who's going to be the one to commit the crime at the end. We know that Malfoy may be doing some shady stuff. But Harry is constantly pointing the finger at Malfoy when we know all we know already from the first scene that Snape is ultimately the big nefarious character. Do you feel like that was an interesting move to almost spoil that? Like it could have been a surprise. Oh, you thought it was Malfoy? No, it's Snape. Or do you feel like it's an interesting move for them to kind of go ahead and almost give the, give the audience a spoiler before you know we even get into the thick of the film? Oh, yeah, I see what, what you're saying here. Yeah. That like with the American. Uh, Unbreakable yeah, it, it reveals already that Snape is a villain when that could have been made a mystery or a big reveal by the end of the film. They go ahead and spoil it in the first scene. Right. Not a big mystery in this one, mm-hmm. for sure, um, which a lot of the Harry Potter films have these little side yes. mystery, kind of mysteries. Like we always say, it's not that these movies aren't mystery movies. There's just right. an element of um, – it's there's a mysterious element element to it and i'd never found it to i never thought that there was this mysterious element in uh in in this one but yeah uh i see what you're saying it did kind of do a little spoil like snape is gonna do the crime Mm -hmm. which was an interesting move um mysteries never really do that yeah (laughs) yeah you, you want to be try, <laughs> trying to guess. So right, right. that was a shocking little thing that they did there. Yeah. So once they did that, you know, oh, there's probably not going to be a mystery. 
and I, I believe in a few episodes ago that you dropped that Snape was your favorite character. You mentioned yeah. that he was your favorite character. Since this is a more Snape-central film, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more when we get to the eighth and final film, but can you give a little bit of a summary for why Snape is your favorite character? Because I've seen a lot of people see, say that Snape is their favorite character. I haven't really sat, sat, sat down with anybody and asked them why exactly Snape is your favorite character. So can you kind of explain yeah. to the, me and the audience? Yeah, I I think a, a reason why I really like Snape, he, in, in a way he, he brings this um, humor almost that a lot of the other characters don't have. Everyone enjoys, everyone enjoys the actor and you know, you know, you, you know all along that he's a, a good guy, you know, but he, People just think that he's bad, so yeah. they don't really. Some people really hate Snape, and some people right. really like him. I really enjoy Snape. I think his his character. Um, I I actually like him more in the books than I do in the mm-hmm. movies. Um, but yeah, there's he brings this kind of tense feeling uh, when he steps foot in the room. Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you're saying for sure, and he is probably top three characters for me. I really, and I really like the, how his story progresses in the future because I think in about the first five or four books, we just kind of like the performance that Alan Rickman, Rickman brings and the style that he brings into the story. But over the course, I mean, he's going to bring that iconic, you know, little saying that always, right, that that people just love and the deer or whatever, you know, what I'm talking about. So, and that's become a part of. Harry Potter culture is that, that that's a big staple, a, a big quote you could say. So Snape really does come into his own in the future stories. I wanted to talk to you because we've addressed the tone of these movies with each film. This is perhaps the weirdest tone out of all the Harry Potter films. Yeah. It almost has this surreal type of like comedic tone to it, but I don't really feel like we're supposed to be taking everything so comedically where like Harry is constantly joking and, and breaking the rules. He's kind of like, like, oh, I'm going to fake putting some some stuff in Ron's drink, and then he's going to go off and kiss a girl. And, and then it, and it's like you think it's funny for a minute, and then it's depressing because Hermione likes Ron, and it's kind of like weird a little bit. And, you know, Harry we – well, no, he pretends that he does, right? He acts like he t- he puts something in the drink, and that's when Ron, you know, because Ron hasn't been performing well in Quidditch, he, Ron believes that something has been put in his drink, and that's why he performs well, but Harry didn't really put anything in the drink. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, so we get these kind of weird, I don't know, comedic and quirky scenes, but I'm not necessarily sure, like, what exactly we're supposed to take them for, and it's one of the weird issues that I have with the film is it, it's kind of got this weird balance where we have all the stuff with Harry, Ron, and Hermione, almost like this this drama, you know, not soap opera, but kind of soap opera of, you know, what what Ron going off with uh, What's-Her-Face and Hermione kind of feeling jealous, and we get all this kind of quirky rom-com type of stuff. But then there's a whole other half of the film where Harry is going off and learning more about Voldemort's past with Dumbledore, and they're kind of going through these weird, like, steps back in the past to find like these possible things that are going to help bring down Voldemort. Right? This is kind of where we're introduced to the Horcruxes, which is going to play a big part throughout the rest of this series. We're getting this very serious, you know, mystery-esque 
story, but then we're getting these weird little uh, like school scenes where I'm not really sure how we're supposed to take them. And it is a, a very weird balance and not one I'm, that, I'm ne- that I'm necessarily sure works. But how do you feel about it? Do you understand the, the weird kind of tone that I'm talking about? Yeah, there is like a different kind of color and feel of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Especially in like the beginning, uh, Diagon Alley actually looked a little different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying with the school kind of cheesy right. elements. Um, yeah, I some of it works in my yes. opinion. Uh, but yeah, there is some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Harry and Hermione, uh, the Ron and Hermione stuff, was the probably the part where I felt like I because in the books I understand it, in the movie I'm just kind of like I wish we had gotten more. You know, I've talked about Order of the Phoenix. My big problem with that movie was we didn't have enough time to linger with some of these very important story threads. The Half Blood Prince does not quite have that problem necessarily, but it does have a it does have those moments from time to time where I'm like, can we focus a little bit more on on this story, on this relationship, and 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 get to explore that it, it more? Because I mean, by the time we get to Deathly Hollows Part Two and Hermione and Ron are like a couple now, I'm like, oh, like so this is where we're at now. I mean, I kind of see like barely the threads of that building up but it doesn't really feel like it was ever something that this that the movie series cared about necessarily and it feels kind of sudden and abrupt when we actually like oh i guess there there are a couple now you know what i mean it it feels a little bit more out of the blue the build-up to it was not perhaps as strong as i wanted it to but when we get to you know these two different stories where we have the stuff with dumbledore and this is the most Dumbledore that we've gotten in any film. When we see these scenes of him flashing back, the the scene that's most prominent to me is of him going to visit um, young Voldemort in the uh, in the orphanage, uh, the young Tom Riddle, you could say. It's uh, it, it, it that's the, one of the scenes that sticks out most to me. But what do you think of this whole Dumbledore side plot here? This kind of delving. Uh, backstory type of uh, storyline. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. This is kind of um, one of my least favorite scenes. Could be uh-huh. scenes uh, all some of my least favorite. Just because throughout the movies, I now I, I've never been a fan of Dumbledore. Uh, I I like him on this one, uh, but they. I liked him on this one, but they didn't have good scenes with him, in my opinion. So, it, like the scene when they went to the river and they he drank that cup, I we're gonna get to that. Bored out of my mind. That's one that. one of the scenes that I hated, and yeah, yeah. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I, I'm gonna strengthen what you said a little bit. I think. This is probably my favorite performance by this actor as Dumbledore so far. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually really good here. Uh, yeah. This is the closest to the books that I've seen. I think it's actually a, a great performance. I've had problems with him in the past, and I don't think it's even the actor's fault. I think it's the tone the directors have been going for. Uh, and we have there have been moments of him that I have really liked, where you know I like the whole uh, 
the quote that we couldn't get in the person asking where the darkness and light and all that. He's had really good moments, but then we've also had this moment where he goes, and those have not really been my favorite scenes necessarily, but um, I really like what this actor has been doing in the Half-Blood Prince. You know, let's, let's get it out of the way. Dumbledore dies. Okay. He dies in this movie and, we kind of have to start, you know, building up to that as as the uh, movie progresses. We're kind of beginning to get that dreadful atmosphere starting to build up, and there's almost something you can you can see it in the way Dumbledore looks. Oh, oh, Jude has pulled the quote I, up. I got the quote, guys. <laughs> that we were trying trying to figure out in Prisoner of Azkaban. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers the <laughs> We got it. We got it. Um, but anyway, as I was as I was saying, there is almost something about Dumbledore in this movie where he looks almost he looks older he looks visibly older in this movie yes he looks he looks like he's fading right and it's oh i almost wonder that even if he wasn't killed by the end of this movie if he would have even made it to the deathly hollows he looks so weak and obviously dumbledore is a very old person right which is which is no surprise right you can look at that beard you know that man has been through the ringer but look that up look that up dude how old is dumbledore um, but anyway, I really do. I like this performance. These scenes that we get with Tom Riddle are not necessarily my favorite. I mean, I understand what they're going for. And as we're kind of exploring the Horcrux concept, that's really the most important thing is when we get to the Deathly Hollows, these Horcruxes are play a very key role. So in that way, I like what these scenes are doing, but they're not the most engaging drama scenes. What I'm really liking about them and why I'm going to pick this storyline with Dumbledore over the weird, quirky school stuff is the the performance by the actor. And you kind of get this – it's the best directing part of the movie is this very sentimental, um, older um, – visibly weaker Dumbledore but there's also something sentimental about it where he's kind of acting towards Harry in a, in a very more sentimental way where he kind of knows that the end is near and because I kind of I like that directing that this guy that uh, David Yates is bringing in I, I think I like this subplot more I think I pick it over the school stuff but how about you dude how about you Jude do you pick the Dumbledore stuff over the quirky Ron and Hermione drama, Slughorn party stuff, or do you? Uh, or are you, are you more of a fan of the Dumbledore stuff? Well, I don't like the Dumbledore stuff a, a lot, so but I also <laughs> really hate the Hermione stuff. So I would probably pick I'm Dumbledore. Sensing, I'm sensing Dumbledore. and not recommend, but I guess we're I guess we're gonna get to it later. Um, but Dumbledore well, is. 115 years old. Right. <laughs> He's only 115. Like, <laughs> like a, a, a normal muggle can live longer than that. A muggle ha- has lived longer than the age of 115. Well, I don't necessarily think that wizards and witches are supposed to live longer. I think that's more Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings stuff, necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I wanted to talk to you because we talked about all of the defense against the dark arts teachers we got a new one here, Professor Slughorn. I yes, like I, I like Slughorn. the scene. I like the scene of Dumbledore and Harry going to meet Slughorn. Yeah. Not the best CGI, but, you know, I've said that throughout this series. that Not the greatest CGI ever, but uh, I'll let you go first. 
Slughorn, one of my favorite characters of all time, brings some crazy humor into this <laughs> um into this movie. And you gotta love his wand. His wand is really cool. It's got like a slug. It's, it's got a <laughs> it's got a slug on the end of it. Such a cool character. Um, now let's talk about. Oh, let, let me let me mention Slughorn real quick because I didn't get to talk about him yet. But um, um, okay, I'm looking at this wand here. Um, <laughs> it's so freaking cool. That looks like. I want it so. Bad. I don't know. That is not my wand of choice necessarily. <laughs> That's kind of weird, though, like, how his wand, like, that's the thing I never understand about wands, is, is that, like, they, they yeah. look like that, that, that's something the movies did, and I don't necessarily yeah. like it, but, uh, interesting look, for sure. Yeah, I do hear what you yeah. were saying. Anyways. And, and actually, in the books, wands are only that big. Yeah, they're not that long. But I think they had they just had to do that to for it, to give it that movie quality because it would be weird if I'm like holding a pen or something and so it's, no, but, yeah. But like it was about that, that right. long, but in the movies they made them like a lot longer. Yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying, Slughorn. Um, interesting. He now listen, listen. He kind of represents what I think of the school stuff, like of all the school drama stuff, because some of it's kind of funny, quirky. And I like that, but then some of it is like, this is a little bit much for me. Uh, I never really got Slughorn in the movies because this the tone in these school scenes is so weird. Like his parties, his parties are so, <laughs> the party scenes are very weird. I don't really know what exactly to think of, of the party scenes, but like some of them are good. And then some of them are like, let's move on. Give, give me back to Dumbledore. Um, because I think what, what kind of was weird about the book as well, and I like the book a lot, but something that was interesting was Harry would go to see Dumbledore and in the book, it felt like Dumbledore was always in his room. Like Dumbledore wasn't leaving his room and Harry continued to go to Dumbledore. Dumbledore was never going to Harry, which makes sense. But at the same time, it felt like Dumbledore was always in that weird little tower of his. Um, but what would happen was Harry would get like this big piece of information about Voldemort and then, oh, I've got to go to Slughorn's party. And then I'm like, wait, get me back to the Dumbledore stuff. I want to know more about what's happening with Voldemort. And so that was kind of the weird like push and pull that I had so with what, the book. So what you're saying is there's, there's like two different parts, but they need only just have one. Not necessarily because I don't always hate the school stuff. What would be weird for me though is I'm really liking the Dumbledore stuff and then I have to go – I have to deal with that, like, oh no, let's go and let's go to one of the parties and and all that stuff. And and that was like those those scenes aren't bad. Like I was enjoying that stuff, but I was kind of like, well, this is weird that. And I understand it, but she, J.K. Rowling, I mean, continues to kind of take you away from what you're interested in, and it and it creates a very mixed feeling, I think, for the reader. And it's almost a similar case here with the movie where. I'm really liking where the Dumbledore stuff is going, but oh no, let we I gotta go to one of the uh, Slughorn's parties, and Dumbledore's like, oh well, come back next time, or something like that. And so Harry's gotta go leave and go to the party, and and I don't hate the idea. I don't hate I don't hate it, but uh, it it makes the the school drama stuff not as interesting because I kind of want to get back to what Dumbledore was talking about. 
Right, I do what you're saying. So, like, one's better than the other. So, you kind of get bored when that pops right. up. So, you want more yeah. of this. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, The Dumbledore stuff is definitely better than, um, <laughs> than, than the school drama. Right. I mean, I <laughs> He has to. He's eating an M and M. He's eating an M and M. Give him a moment, people. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, it there is that weird push and pull effect. I don't dislike um, the school drama scenes. Th- there are moments that I do like. I I, I mentioned the Hermione and Ron relationship earlier, dude. And, I, and you didn't say you didn't give your piece on that. I wanted to know Hermione and Ron. Are you in? On this relationship, are you a Hermione and Ron fan? I would say so. Yeah, yeah, explain I, to me. Okay, explain it to me. I think Hermione and Ron are two. Are two? I don't know. Now that I'm that I'm looking back <laughs> at it, I I hate Hermione and Ron. Just characters um and in the in the next two movies i don't like them at all um i see i love them in the oil movies but slowly i'm starting to dislike hermione and ron um they they kind of become less important yeah they don't feel like they i don't feel like they have much to do there's like in the second book in the third book they had and kind of the fourth, but not really the fourth. There were character arcs, right? This is very important. There were character arcs in those movies. Now, though, Hermione and Ron are just kind of like characters. And, oh, let's go back to see what Hermione and Ron are doing. And they just kind of play the same note over again. Like, the moment where Ron takes those love potion stuff and all of that, like, that was one of my least favorite of the teen romance stuff, all that kind of quirkiness. That was one of my least favorites because it's just Ron being stupid. And, oh, it's just Ron being stupid again. And, like, and I guess I, I said they didn't have a character arc. I guess that's not necessarily true because they kind of like in, in the first book, in the first, in the beginning of the movie, they're bickering a lot and they bicker a lot in the second act. Third act, we're kind of cool now. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's the character arc, but it feels so weak. Like, that's not a great character arc. In the book, you get more time. To flesh these things out in the movie, it's let's go, let's go, let's go. Even though this movie is, of course, long since it's a Harry Potter film, uh, but it it doesn't feel like they get as much to do here, and that makes them less interesting. Yeah, I think that these characters kind of have this this like I love you and then I hate you, right? Kind kind of thing, which is very common in moments, right? But it kind of gets. A little carried away in this right. one, and like I said, these are I I, I never really um, see Hermione and Ron a lot in, in this movie, but yeah. also I don't really want to see them because when we do <laughs> because when we do see them, they're either arguing or bickering. Exactly, they're not even talking. There well, there are moments where I like them, like the moment where Harry is like comforting Hermione, like hey, I'm sorry, Rod was. So to jerk back and there. This is when we wanted the Adder spell, which Hermione, <laughs> <laughs> which Hermione used on Ron, and it what con- is that spell? it conjures boards. What is 
That is one of the weirdest spells. No, I love that spell. It's Abyss and boards um, come together and they shoot at a person and kill them. <laughs> but they're not actual birds. It's just one of my least favorite spells. The, sp- the, the spells. The scene that they did it at was pretty. It was it weird. Was a like, scene. At, like one moment Hermione is like, "Oh man," and then Ron is kissing. What's her face? I don't know. Um, oh my gosh. But uh, I do want to talk about something here for a second. I'm gonna bring up the subject. Probably my favorite scene of Harry Potter of all time. It what? is. It is in this movie. Okay. Lavender brown. I found it. Yes. All right, guys. My favorite scene of all time in Harry Potter is definitely the scene where they make the potion. Oh, I rewatched this scene five times on YouTube, and it never gets old. It's a fantastically well. First uses the journal. Yes, it's a fantastically well directed uh, scene. And I really like the. It's it's probably one of the most fun scenes. You know, <laughs> you, you, you got this fun music and and you know you see you see Hermione struggling making a potion, which is shocking that because Hermione always is the perfect one. But no 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 no, Harry dropping in with that the, is the best w- part. with yeah. the advanced yeah. potion making book, which I am dying to get into my collection. <laughs> Do you not have one? No, but but I bookmarked one on Etsy that I'm about to get. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this scene so much, and this uh, and it introduces a famous piece in Harry Potter, and you get to see that Snape has written in this book, uh, this potion book, and you see them. so, like, for example, they were smashing a walnut, uh, some sort of nut. So, a walnut. I in, in, in the actual book, it's set to cut it to get the juice out. But instead, uh, Snape wrote in it and said, smash it. Which, which makes sense. Why would you, you cut, cut a nut? What dummy does that like oh i'm gonna cut the nut i don't know who ca- you don't cut nuts okay you smash nuts all right this is common hey jude don't give me that okay jude is taking this a step too far you guys understand what i'm saying why would you cut a nut it's common knowledge to smash it. That makes no sense. I do not ever cut nuts. I smash nuts. If I want some crumbling nuts, I, this is over. Uh, listen, I understand. I understand. I I like this scene. This is one of the. This is one of the. Now, I don't know what you're talking about at first, but I I do like this scene. This is uh one of the quirkier scenes that. This is one that I do like. Uh, one of the school scenes that I do like, and I I, I had to uh, call myself out, was I called Slughorn the dark arts teacher. That is not the case. He is the potions teacher. Snape is now the dark arts teacher. We don't yeah. ever get any of Snape's classes, though. And Snape has wanted to be the dark arts right. teacher forever. Right. So that's why Quirrell was a, a, 
what was not a suspect in the beginning. We thought Snape was going to be the the mischief man in the Philosopher's Stone was because he wanted the position of dark arts teacher. And we felt that that might possibly be the reason why he is the villain. But I never thought that once because it was too obvious. Um, anyway, I do like this scene. It is kind of cool seeing Carrie get one up on Hermione when Hermione is always the perfect one. That is probably the best part about it. Um, hold on. Now, of course, this movie is called The Half-Blood Prince. Jude, Harry come, comes across. He comes across this. This uh, where does where does he find it? I forgot. Where does he find it? In the cabinet. Oh, he finds it in, in one of the classroom cabinets. Okay. Him and what? Ron were fighting over the last notebook. Right, 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 right. And Ron beat Harry. Ron's more muscular than Harry. Which is weird. Like Ron's now a muscular guy now. Yes. That was a little weird. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but anyway, I was wondering, like, as a mystery, and we, we Harry has this journal, and it's causing him to kind of like cheat in class a little bit. He's doing a little bit better. His grades are up, or whatever you could say. Um, and it makes Celicorn his favorite. And this is kind of what's weird to me, right? Because Harry starts to become a little cocky. He's like, "Yeah, I'm Celicorn's favorite guy." You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> so it's. it's <laughs> It's a little like it's one of the weirdest like performances by Daniel Radcliffe because I just don't understand like why is he acting so weird? And I was wondering like this whole like Harry, he's getting a little bit more confident, but then like because he drained the liquid look. But he does that, but that's later. That's later. But he already he already has confidence because he's becoming Slughorn's favorite and he's doing better in potions class. And then we have this whole mystery about who the Half-Blood Prince is. Is this is kind of a a a subplot of the subplot to the school stuff. Was this something that you were like interested in at all? I mean, because what's kind of weird is this is called the Half-Blood Prince, but I never once think about the Half-Blood Prince when I think about this movie. Right, so Snape is the half-blood prince. Right. And, um, <laughs> so, it, it, it was cool to know in the end who was the half-blood prince, you know? That, that was, I guess, the mystery element. Right. But. Who cares, though? It, yeah, it's not a big mystery. It's not, right. you, you, you're not trying to look for clues, like, who is the half-blood prince? Right. So, it was kind of lame, um. <laughs> but I do like the the journal. <clears throat> oh, just a few minutes ago, guys, in between breaks, Jude told me it was not a journal. I accidentally called it a journal. We have the, he's like, you read it something that doesn't make it a journal. Well, the jig is up for you, Jude Bradley Newcomb, because you just called it a journal, and it's not a journal. It's a book. It's a study book. Okay. The jig is up. I'm calling you out, Jude. Okay, I do like the notebook. Oh, no, shoot. Okay, I do like go. I do like the study book with the writings of um, Snape. Um, <laughs> I do. Um, I I wish it would show. I've looked up uh, the inside of oh, the. What did it say? I looked. Well, it was just cool to see, like. I saw the actual replica that they used. I mean, no, the, the the actual prop that they used and all the writings that were in it. So I like looked in it, and that was super cool. It was cool to see it, but it made no sense. Yeah, it's obviously an iconic cover, and it's 
Yeah, the, 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 whoa, uh, the steady book is certainly kind of iconic as like a prop and in Harry Potter lore as an object, you could say it is, it isn't kind of one of the, the hall of fame you know, pieces for like famous Harry Potter objects or whatever, but this is certainly not the most interesting, you know, subplot or storyline that this movie has and it it's fine i don't dislike it but it's like you said i'm not obsessing over who the the half-blood prince is and all that that's far from the from the most interesting thing here moving on though i wanted to talk to you about uh aragog all right we have this moment where harry has to uh figure out a secret from uh from slughorn and he takes the the lucky charm potion and the 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 Felix Felicis or the, the <laughs> liquid luck. Okay, there we go. The liquid luck, and um, <laughs> he takes the liquid what luck. Like, oh my, he takes the liquid luck, and all of a sudden, Harry's all, I gotta go visit Hagrid, and like you remember, and then <laughs> and then you then you remember, oh yeah, Hagrid's actually a character in this series because we haven't seen him all stinking movie, uh, which. Yeah, I barely see him in Order of the Phoenix. And, and, uh, file. Well, he kind of had that thing where he was dating the the teacher. The, oh, we, what did you think of that? We never talked about that. <laughs> oh, man, that, that was uh, – uh, 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 it kind of looked like a whole movie when I watched it. Oh, my it. gosh. It was terrifying. Oh, my word. I probably should have changed it to not recommend because that's probably that? – <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Right, well well – we have to have this really weird, like, funeral scene for Aragog, that spider in Chamber of Secrets. And Harry's, like, kind of being rude to Hagrid because he's, like, joking about Aragog's de- death. And Hagrid's like, will you say a few kind this words? And then funny Harry. I love funny Harry. I- <laughs> oh, yes. Now I can talk about this for a long time. Oh, my God. Harry walks around talking and making jokes and it is the best. Oh my! Yes, 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 yes. He's saying jokes to Slughorn. He's making jokes at the funeral, and oh yes. Why do you like this? I don't know, but the jokes are pretty funny. I laugh really hard. Look, this would suck if Daniel La- if Daniel Radcliffe wasn't such a good actor. Okay, because he is really good in this series throughout. He's a solid note. And uh, I really do think that he is a very strong point of this series. This is so weird, though. Why is this in one of these movies? It makes absolutely no sense why on earth he is, like, walking around and being rude to Hagrid. What is the point? Like, why Why are we having this? <laughs> like, what is, what is going on? Why is Harry joking about... One of Hagrid's like pets or, or or friends dying. Like, what was the reason for that? It, it makes Harry look a little bit like a jerk, quite frankly. Yeah, why you, we don't need to be seen. No, no. I, I I I do like um I, I no 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 Harry's cockiness kind of gets a little annoying in some scenes. Um, but I do like when the scenes that he goes and kind of jokes around. It, it's kind of funny. Well, what do you think of the later scene when they're like all like when Hagrid and and Slughorn are like all drunk and then Hagrid falls asleep oh and God. then Harry's like, "What did you know? 
about my mother. My mother left you or something. It's like really weird. What is up with this movie? Why are we having these scenes? What is happening? Dude, explain this to me because this is just what, why are you looking? Play it later. We will look it up after the episode. What do you what is what do you make of this though? He's like, Professor Slughorn, do it for my mother. <laughs> like, what is he what is going on? <laughs> Why? Why are we having this moment? It's so why are we weird. This conversation right now. What is? Why? Why? Are we ha- what is, why? Why? <laughs> I don't understand some of the things that he says in this movie, but some. But but I've just got to go back to these jokes, yo, man. They are hilarious. No, not go back to the jokes. Why are we getting this like? fake emotional scene with Slughorn and Harry's just like playing him like Slughorn come on man (laughs) spill me the secrets bro like what's going on why is Harry acting so weird and why I think it was just because uh you know Harry had that the liquid luck so he he was just a little hype but uh hype you know all hyped up with the with the liquid luck Oh my gosh, but he's all, but he has to extract this memory from, from Slughorn. That's why he's doing this. That's, he didn't even care about Hagrid. All he cares about is, (laughs) he admits it. Jude admits it. Harry does not care about Hagrid. (laughs) Well, Harry doesn't, Um, but he's got to extract this memory from Slughorn. And that's why he's like, and it's a memory of Tom Riddle because Slughorn was a fan of Tom Riddle back in the day because what's interesting is we're seeing this parallel between Tom Riddle and Harry. Flashbacks, yeah. Right, we're seeing the way Tom Riddle was acting is eerily the same way that Harry is acting in this movie. This, as a film fan, as somebody who likes themes, this is something I can sink my teeth into and enjoy because I like this. I like this parallel that we're seeing this weird relationship between Harry and a young Voldemort, a Tom Riddle, you could say. And that's the riddle of this film. Nope. (laughs) I I like Tom Riddle in this uh, movie. I like like the absolute brat. I like the actor who played him. That was a horrible performance. I kind of liked it. Um, He had this sinister kind of, he he had this sinister kind of feel to it. (laughs) Um, uh, But during the flashbacks, with Dumbledore and Tom yeah. Riddle, I liked how it looked. I liked the misty, kind of cloudy uh, look to the flashback. That looked, it looked awful. It looked so bad. It's just murky grayness. I can't see what? anything. What is going on with the look when they're going in these memories? Like it. it looks like gray goop swirling around and it kind of looks like Carrie and Dumbledore. This series needs to get it together because I have called out some of the directing here. This is garbage. Come on, give me some vibrant look in this movie. Inject some beauty. Nothing in these movies looks beautiful. I just want to point that out. Like in any sense of the way, like even Zack Snyder made a beautiful looking film. Can David Yates make something that looks like pleasing to the eyes? Because this is ugly. 
I'm gonna have to disagree here. I think that <laughs> I think that some of these, some of the parts of this maybe look fantastic. Say it in the mic and quit fidgeting <laughs> with the microphone. I think that the some of the scenes look pretty fantastic. I disagree. I disagree with you. They look bad, but anyway, um, I like, but I like I said, I like this parallel between Tom Riddle and Harry. This is an actual theme. Surprising, right? That it's been so long. Um, I really like that this is a, a parallel that they're going for here. And I don't even hear it discussed a whole lot in this movie, but there is a big parallel here between Harry and Tom Riddle. And this is one of the things I enjoyed most returning to the movie. Yes, I do like the Tom Riddle uh, kind of scenes. You kind of give like a background of where Voldemort came from. Kind of how he he grew up, and kind of why he's being so dark and sinister because <laughs> oh, because, so because he, he so because he has this because he had a not so good childhood. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I do. I understand what you're saying. I this is something that uh, I can sink my teeth into as somebody who can appreciate some I don't know, artistic themes. This is the closest that I've gotten to it in a long time when we've been talking about this series. So. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, let's get into the wrap-up here. Let's talk about that lake scene. Jude, oh. come on. Spill the beans, buddy. How do you feel about I this? I hate this scene. It's the worst scene the whole time, movie. You know what? This is one of the scenes where I get, like, I stand up one line of struggle because it's the most boring scene. I get so uncomfortable. It's It makes my back itchy. It's not a good scene what? at all. I, you know what? I'll be honest here. I'll be extremely honest. This is a movie that I've rewatched a couple of times, and this is the part I skip forward. You and I disagree here. I like, no, I, I, I like this like scene. This scene creeps me out. Uh, I like it. It's it's very eerie. It's very eerie. I just gave David Yates a hard time in directing. I think these scenes look good. What? I like no, 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 no. it's some of the better directing of the film. I hate to break it to you, dude. This is the best scene of the oh. film. Um, I like it. I really like it because I have enjoyed Dumbledore in this movie a lot. And that's a good thing because if it was Dumbledore in the Goblet of Fire, I would probably be – if when Dumbledore died, I probably would stand up and clap because I would be so happy that this character I didn't like was dead. But now I like Dumbledore. I'm a fan now. I like the I like this Dumbledore. So it, I, I like him. And then we you understand we, we gotta talk about the horror crosses as well because they play a big part of this scene. We are doing this to get to one of the horror cruxes. Jude, as a storytelling device, are you a fan of the horror cruxes? Is this something that you like? concept of how Whoa. there are parts of Voldemort in the Horcruxes and you have to destroy them, but you can't just break them with a spell. You have to use certain objects to break the Horcruxes, uh -huh. which I, I think J.K. Rowling thought this through a lot, and I do like how it all planned out with the Horcruxes. Okay, I like the Horcruxes, but I want to say this. J.K. Rowling needs to stop playing video games because this is a lot like video games. A whole lot. 
You gotta get the piece, but you can only break the piece with this object. So you gotta go get the object, then come back and break the piece. But then something's gonna come out of the piece, so you gotta fight the piece, and you gotta go through this whole little adventure to get the piece. It's it's just like a video game. I I can see her play. She's playing Call of Duty right now. I guarantee. J.K. Rowling put the headset up and write an actual good movie. J.K. Rowling playing. Call of Duty and her Scotland mansion. <laughs> yeah, I can see it already. Um, but listen, I like the Horcrux idea. I think it's effective. It also helps that when I think that Rowling thought through here is these objects have to mean something. Yeah. And I feel like these objects actually mean something. Yeah. Like the knife is cool. And I stab the knife and you got to drink the thing. All of the ways that you get to these Horcruxes I find interesting. I like this scene of them going into the creek. And how awesome is it when Dumbledore whoops out that wand Gets no. his last build with the fire. That was dope. I love it. Dumbledore is all all kicking butt now, kicking the swamp monsters' butts. Take that, swamp monster. I like what Dumbledore. I like what Dumbledore doing is doing here with the whip, whipping the fire around and all that. I think it's cool. And then it gets creepy. It's fun for a minute. Then it gets creepy when he has to drink that drink. <laughs> What is it's like? Oh, it's like water, but it's like poison water, right? So, and, and I I feel Dumbledore's pain a lot because this is a good performance you do here. Not feel pain. Yes, I do. He gets all white. His beard gets really white, like really, really white, and it get and he's wearing that that white cloak, and it's almost like you know he's he's on his way to death's door. You know, you kind of it, you kind of see that in the visual costume. Look at the movie. See, the costume designers are trying to give us a visual look to the film, something that has not been tried, quite frankly, throughout this series. But uh, anyway, I like this scene. I mean, because you get Harry's paint, seeing this figure that he looks up to and having to continually make him suffer. It's a very difficult a uh, complex thing, and I like that. Th I like the way the movie goes about it. In the book, it's even more intense. But I've said that a lot throughout this series. I think that this scene is good. So you have said. Um, then we've got to get to the death, the death of Dumbledore. Jude, how do you feel about it? I like the scene. I like. I like the you scene. Like I like the scene. I don't like Dumbledore dying. I can say this. Excuse me. <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh. This was once a prestigious podcast okay. for the arts, and now Jude's coming on here burping. <laughs> okay. I like this scene. I like how it looks. I like the misty sky. Um, I like the, the tower. And I like how this was built up. I think... I think it was built up... Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, I do like how it was built up, and I <laughs> stop looking like that. <laughs> and the the death guys is very dramatic, very uh, yes. and yes. just like sees Black's death, very dramatic. Yes. Um, and it will. It's a tear breaker for you. It's is a tear breaker. It? I, I cried. Don't, I don't cry. I cried. I cried. Listen, when Dumbledore died in the books, I kid you not bawling, bawling my eyes out. I actually threw the book across the room. I was, no, I kid you not. I have thrown 
two books across the room. One of them because I was so sad, and one of them because the book was so bad I couldn't believe it. I don't remember. I don't even remember the book. It was back in like it was back in Baptist prep days. It was so bad. It's gonna believe it. So I threw the book. This was this was a different case. I was it was so sad in the book. I just I couldn't even handle it. I threw the book across the room. It's a heartbreaker, and I was shocked. Now, flash. But I, I, I knew I saw it coming. Let me rephrase that. I saw it coming. It was just like I, I, I still couldn't believe it. You know, it, it happens, and you still can't even believe it. And, and, and the book, in the books especially, you like Dumbledore a lot more than you do in these movies. So it was a hundred times more heartfelt and heartbreaking, you could say. But in the movie, I didn't cry. I, I, I get like, oh, Dumbledore. But I don't ever really cry. I understand the pain. It's hard. Snape doing it. That's very difficult. Malfoy struggling to do it. It's a good scene. Uh, not heartbreaking, though. It, it, I, don't, I don't find this to be a heartbreaking scene. And it is very dramatic. He's all, oh. You know, it's like, what? Oh, my gosh. It's, oh. Yeah, I don't even. It's just. It gets very bleak, very fast, and I don't know. It, I, I, I don't think it's a bad scene. It's, it's not the most heartbreaking scene though, and I hate to break it to the fans, but I'm not. <laughs> I feel like I am, but listen, I'm not crying here, and uh, <laughs> I'm very sorry to the people that I've offended. With my comments, but I did not find this to be. <laughs> I did not find it to be the most heartbreaking scene. I go, I kind of go, oh, Pooey, you know, Pooey Dumbledore. Do you know what Sassy Baka means in Spanish? Sassy idiot. Don't talk down Dumbledore. Now, before we. Before before we get to the end here, two things we got to address. Jenny Weasley. The ro- the romance is out. It's out in the open. Out and proud, you could say. Harry and Ginny, they're a thing. They're a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. This is where the <laughs> this is where the romance starts to flourish between Ron and Hermione, but most importantly, Harry and Ginny. Jude. Jude, how do you feel about this? I this, hate this. <laughs> Ginny, I just don't like Ginny as a character. I don't even like one of the books. I. Well, you haven't like gotten to her in the books yet. Yeah, I have. But anyway, um, <laughs> I I think that this was not well built up at all. Absolutely. It was so sudden, and you know, Ginny needs to make up her freaking mind. Ginny liked. Uh, Dean Thomas. No one even knows about that guy. He's a little side character. And ouch! I like Dean and Seamus too. Yeah, this was a terrible built. <laughs> this was a terrible built-up thing. I don't enjoy it. And oh yeah, they first little mushy mushy was at Bill we Bill Weasley's wedding because that's what happened. Was it? No, it wasn't. Or is that it? Yeah. That's the next movie. No, it's not. 
Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because we get that weird scene where he's like, she's like, "Hey, Harry, can you zip up my dress?" Like, what the heck is that? That was not in the book, by the way. I hope you know that. That was not a scene in the book. In the okay, in the books, I think this is a good romance. I think it works. Okay, but listen, in the movies, this sucks. This. Turn that off. We are not watching that right now. Jude is continuing to try and get me to watch Funny Harry. I've seen these movies, Jude. I know what Funny Harry is. But listen, in the books, this was already, this kind of started in Order of the Phoenix because Ginny and Harry are like kind of looking at each other a little bit. Okay? So it's built up in Order of the Phoenix. That. And it really starts to get built up in the Half-Blood Prince. And Rowling writes writes it well enough where I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. I'm on board. Um, But in the movies, this is not good. I feel like this this actress just is not working for me. Uh, No offense to her, but it's just not really – I don't feel like they have any chemistry together. I'm going to fault the – I'm really going to fault the acting here because I don't really feel like there is a lot of chemistry between either of these. I don't get that Harry likes Ginny. I don't get that Ginny likes Harry. When Harry has to put um, what is he putting up in that uh, in the oh, war- in the wardrobe the, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? The, the potion making book. Right, right. He's got to put the potion book up, and then and then it's like, it, it, I, see, I don't understand this. Why is Harry a bad person for using this journal? I never agreed. I never agreed with the moral writing here. Is it's because, because Harry, it was cheating? And- no, but it wasn't. He was only he, all he was doing was finding a better way to do something. I don't think that's cheating. I I, I agree, but there was you also gotta remember about um, you know him because you know he knows how to make that those places the right way. So you know it's not good to always have it. So I right. think that's it, I understand. Don't use the 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 drug potion a whole lot because that's essentially what it is. It's a drug. Um, but uh, but what I but here's I I really want to make a point of this. I do not agree that Harry was doing something bad because if Harry had gone to the library and found a book on a better way to do something, we would all be on board. But because he found a book just lying around, we're going to say, "Oh, Harry, how dare you use that book?" But no, I I really do. I I want to stress this. I disagree with Rowling on this. I do not think that Harry was doing a bad thing by finding a better way to do something. If he was stealing or like he cuz he's not like I cheating, he's he just forgot, finding a better I way think, to do I something. I think that that you forgot something in the book and movie here. I think I think that we forgot something here because I don't think we did. it's too silly and I I Can I, I just say that maybe it's maybe it's bad. Maybe that was not I, a good I, idea. I, know. I think that there's something that we're missing here though. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my word here. You may be you may be backing off, you coward. But I stay I stay by my words here at the Movie Maniacs podcast, and I am not backing down. Harry, go back to the line of which in the wardrobe cabinet and get that book back. Okay, let me make that clear. Get the journal, but get the study book back. Okay, because he was not doing something wrong. I want to make that clear. Uh, but anyway, uh, th- th- that's just my opinion. Take it that what you will. Uh, but also, we do have to address the Malfoy um, betrayal here. Jude, how do you feel about it? Malfoy, he really is bad. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure this is maybe that Harry uses the Crucio. No, no, set them simpler. 
think no oh yes no <laughs> very important is, is it, it so there's a a spell in the back of the potion book that harry found and he used it on Malfoy in the bathroom and i oh that was a very weird scene we, a, we need to talk about I, that I, I like that scene and we can move on from that scene <laughs> well no i want to i want to talk about that scene because it, it was weird to me because it's it's oddly a violent scene. Harry, dark, dark guys. Yeah, Harry dark, gets very Harry. he gets very dark. He slices Malfoy up very I don't badly. Think Harry knows who he is. I think that Harry, you get you get a, a laughing Harry, you get a jokey Harry. Yeah, you get he's a, got split you, personalities. He's he's a, a James McAvoy Harry. from Glass. You get a violent Harry, you get a happy Harry, you get a happy dark Harry. Harry. Funny Harry, don't forget funny about Harry. funny Harry. Yeah, funny Harry. <laughs> <laughs> what's weird though is he snape comes in he heals malfoy's wounds you get this is part of snape's vow right because he has to keep malfoy safe and that's a weird moment uh, he's, he's like chevrolet yeah. it's not like he says chevrolet he goes like chevrolet he's like, no, and he, then he goes I don't think it was that Aztec-ish, but uh, I think I think the scene is weirdly dark. It's it's some of these darker, weird scenes, kind of like Dumbledore drinking the potion, best scene of the movie. Um, whatever, it, it looks like alcohol, honestly, but uh, that like that's one of my favorite scenes too. And this Malfoy duel is so weird. I oddly kind of like it uh but that's a wrap harry's got to go find the horcruxes which leads us to the deathly hollows part one that episode will be coming soon oh, I, I, I i sense i sense jude's ah. review um but i'm very excited to talk about that one as well but before we get to that episode jude do you recommend harry potter absolutely. and the half oh my gosh heck yeah i totally give this a strong recommend if you want Funny Harry, definitely, oh definitely, definitely watch this movie. That's the only reason why I'm giving this a recommend. Well, and the rest of it is trash, but Funny Harry and the potion making scene, definitely watch it. I'm stunned here at a loss for words. Jude has basically crapped on this movie for about an hour. We've been here for an for an hour. We've been here for an hour. And Judas done nothing but crap on this movie. No, 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 and, no. But all he liked was Funny Harry and Slughorn. That was it. And the potion making scene. And, oh, and the potion making scene. But he's been dissing on Dumbledore, which I will not stand by. No, I stood up for Dumbledore. No, you did yes, I did. I stood up. No, up rewind the tape because that is I not true. That is not what you said. Yes, I did. That, that, that is what I said. That is not That's what I said. That's not true. Yes, it is. Go back. I swear I said that. I don't care what you say. That's what I said. I would never diss Dumbledore. <laughs> you have dissed Dumbledore for, no! six, for six movies. No, I have not dissed Dumbledore. Yes, you have. You have dissed Dumbledore. And I hope that you can live with yourself. You're, you're lying to your fans. <laughs> we know here at the Movie Maniacs podcast, I, I give, I give out nothing but the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I am happy to say that I'm giving this a recommend. I didn't think I would going in, but actually, I ended up appreciating 
a lot about what this movie did. It's got some weird quirky stuff that I wasn't a fan of. It's not my cup of tea. Other people may like it. I didn't. It was a very weird tone. Other than that, I like the new performance here that we're getting from Dumbledore. I like the sentimentality around you know him going back in the memories. The potion drinking scene was was the best scene perhaps of the series. I mean, I, my gosh, that was a really good scene. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> listen, Ginny doesn't work. Ron and Hermione, it doesn't work. work. Um, but then we get the Snape stuff is good. Malfoy and Harry's duel, very intense. I like that. Um, it looks bad, but but you know, there's. It, it was kind of a. It wasn't a duel, official duel, but it was a. It was like a brawl. <laughs> it's more like a school, more like a school oh. brawl. But uh, I liked it. I, there, it has its issues. But it, you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but I like the duality between Tom Riddle and Harry. Yeah, That's it's, it's, that was something that I was kind of looking for. I needed the movie to step up a few yeah. notches. I needed to step up a few notches in the writing, in the themes. This movie gave me that. Does it look bad? Yes. yes. But um, other than that, I think we can push past it and see that there are some gems here, yeah. some things that I enjoyed. And I'm, I'm happy to be back over here and giving this series a recommend, uh, a pretty solid one. And I actually ended up liking this one a lot more than I expected. Now, that is a wrap on the Half-Blood Prince. Judah's been rushing me since we started. Uh, yes, you have, you know what you have, you know that you have. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed talking about this movie with you. Uh, Jude, give me your plugs. All right, everybody, you can find me on my blog, judepilotnukem.blogspot.com. I do some banger of some book reviews over there. You can check out my podcast on Spotify and go wherever you get the podcast. The book discussion. Go check it out. Make sure you give me a strong follow. Yes, yes, yes. You can also check me on my dad letterbox account at Junukum. Thank you for letting me embarrass myself. Until then, peace. You guys know where it's at. You guys know where to go. 102 episodes in, baby. You better know Apple Podcasts. Five-star reviews, as always. Much appreciated. Feedback is appreciated around the clock, 24-7. And also, any topics or movies you want me to tackle, email me at moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. Much appreciated, as always. Go check me out over at thenonukumhub.blogspot.com and over at Letterboxd. My handle is no Nukem. Thank you guys so much for listening to this review. It was a lot of fun. Five more Harry Potter reviews, and then we'll be giving our official rankings of the series. That will be a lot of fun. Very exciting indeed. Stay tuned for Harry Potter the Deathly Hollows Part 1. I'm sensing a possible red arrow from Jude. That will be interesting, but uh, we will just have to see when we get there. Thank you guys so much. As always, um, I will see you on the Flip.